everyone and welcome to the Gaming Corner Podcast. And believe it or not, we actually do play video games. So let's talk about it. I'm Sometimes. your host, Jeff, and joining me today is Daniel, aka Dance Warrior 777. Hi, it's wonderful to be back, Jeff, to yet another episode. Another episode of the Gaming Corner Podcast. How have you been doing? Alive, awake, streaming occasionally. Things are going well. Awesome, awesome. Playing any interesting games? I mean, right now, I wanted to see how far I could get in Cookie Clicker before uh, this podcast officially started, and I would, uh, it's, it's been fun. It's a fun little achievement. Games I've been playing right now, I've been trying to grind out League of Legends to get through some of the season pass for the daily rewards, and uh, what, what have I been streaming lately? I, strung, I streamed some of the Long Dark since they had their Halloween event. Uh, I don't, th- wait, did I stream that? Or did I play that solo? I think I played some of it solo and I streamed some of it. I also played a little bit of... My brain needs a refresher. That's an interesting game title. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Layers of Fear 2. That's what I streamed for Halloween. Layers of Fear 2. I actually beat the main campaign. Nice. Which, nice. Which, speaking of our topic of today, there we'll was get to that. a new... We'll get to that. There's a new game plus mode. That's all I will say. All right. In a horror game. Let's save that for the topic. <laughs> we'll move on to our next guest, Adam. Oh, How are you doing, my friend? Pretty good. Pretty good. How was your week? Uh, overall, not too bad. Life went on. Have you played any uh, interesting <laughs> games over the last couple of weeks? No, nothing particularly interesting. Um, I've been playing, well, essentially just Gen- Genshin Impact, however the heck you want to say it. Um quite a bit working on the dailies and stuff just slowly working my way through that game just for the fun of it warming up for another another pass on factorio but i haven't been playing games as much the past couple of weeks as i've said in previous episodes i go most of the time i read a lot and for a while there i was on a big game cycle but now i'm back on a pretty hard reading cycle so a lot of my free time is actually reading not uh playing games right now all right, well, that sounds good. Sounds good. And guys, rejoining us this week is Henry. Hey, Henry. A truant. Uh, hello. Hi. Hello, welcome back. How are your allergies treating you? <laughs> oh my god, I want to die still. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like it's at least an improvement from last time. <laughs> oh, where I was actually dead? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Have you been uh... playing any interesting games? Oh, hell no, dude. <laughs> I've been so <laughs> mentally burnt out this week, it's not even funny. Fair enough, fair enough. What have you been playing, if anything? Nothing. I've literally just come home and done nothing except <laughs> sit at my computer and just, just stare at the Die. screens. Yeah, th- <laughs> and hope this, this, I can this, find something th- to do. I, 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 find it, I find it deeply amusing that we just had Halloween and everyone's like trying to get through their horror games and lurk on this big horror games kick, and it's like... I don't need that kind of stress in my life right now. This week has been bad enough as it is. Yeah, the closest <gasps> I got to any horror games over the last week for Halloween was Luigi's Mansion 3. The terror. So, so I didn't realize it, but apparently they made a third Amnesia game, and I was so yeah. excited to see about that. Mm-hmm. They did. I heard about it, yep. 
Just dude, up. I didn't hear a goddamn thing about it until all of a sudden Steam's like, hey, do you want to purchase it? Uh, Amnesia... Um, Rebirth. 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 And I was just like, yeah. what the fuck's this? And I'm like, is this like a remake? Is this a new game? Look at it. It's a whole new game. And I'm like, this is awesome. And then you look at the price, it's like 30 bucks too. I'm like, holy mm-hmm. fuck. To quote Donkey, now that's a masterpiece for your wallet. Dude, it's so... Yeah. like, I, I haven't bought it, but I did watch um, Markiplier, Markiplier playing it. Yeah, I saw it. <clears throat> And, uh, yeah, so how, that, that was pretty exciting for for horror games that came out that actually like interesting to me for uh, new stuff. Then they have like that other horror ghost hunting game that I that came out Fa- too. Was that... it Phasmophobia? Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I played it in no. VR. It's a lot of fun because oh, no see, one. I think ex- VR might actually be the best way to play that. <laughs> like, there you go. Else, making strides towards hunting. VR, and then there's me. Mm-hmm. So I have a story. That's all right. Go ahead. Story time. Story time with right. Daniel. So on, so on Phasmophobia, I, I play it in VR. And so everyone else is like playing it seriously from their computer. They're like, all right, we picked this up. We got to do the ghost. They turn around. They see me. In, that, in VR, you, you don't have like item slots. You have a tool belt that you can equip the things to. But they're still fully functional in VR. So I grabbed... Uh, three candles, lit them all, strapped them to my tool belt, and held a crucifix and said, I am the holy light. Fear me, thy ghost, as I ran into the building. <laughs> and, and, and on everyone else's screen, they just see this man with candles <laughs> where his belt loop is supposed to be, running <laughs> with a crucifix at Mach 12. <laughs> or as fast as that game allows. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like it would be in the blooper scene from The uh, Exorcist. <laughs> Doesn't it just? Mm. But I did. Since we did brought up VR real quick, I, I will say that my, like, despite the fact that my inner ear hates me, um, mm. I think a lot of people's the reason they're not like super hot on VR is that, like. For a long time, VR was kind of one of two things. You either had VR experiences where, like, they're like, look at the pretty VR graphics. You're supposed to, like, pick up a banana and freak out that you picked up a banana in VR. But they weren't (laughs) really a game, you know, per se, really. They were just, you know, an experience to demonstrate the capabilities of VR. If anything, I think of it as like a engine kind of like testing thing. Exactly. Like this like is, yeah. That, yeah. that was the type of thing that they were like to demonstrate the capabilities of the engine and then you could buy it and fool around in it. And that's, that's what we got most of the time. Or it was an older game where they basically just, you know, strapped you into VR controls of it and, you know, with no regard to your inner ear and uh, let you loose. And the quality of these, dare I call them ports, you know, like uh, like adjusted control schemas are... Like uh, Skyrim. Yeah, uh, I was also... Yeah, those type of ones are... You know, they varied. And the point I'm trying to make here is that they basically took games that were already good and now you can play them in VR. But you're, oh, but at the same gosh. time, like, what is VR bringing to that experience? Particularly, the big thing is that we're finally starting to see actual games designed around VR. Life where, like, a, like Half Life, Alex, right? 
Yeah, there's there's a handful oh, yeah. of games that we're just starting to see start here, but felt where they're like they're specifically for VR and they're go and they're trying to take advantage of the unique benefits that VR offers to create something to to create a game that it you know that would be better than it would be without VR. That's the type of thing. And like it's it's they that needs to become a thing before like VR really catches on. People are like, oh, if I really want to experience this game, if I want to get like the true like the best, like if I I cannot get the same experience without VR, then they're like, well, maybe I should get VR so I can experience this game. But up until relatively recently, those type of things didn't exist. Is that, is that kind of? Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's my perspective anyway on on vr and, and sort of why it's sort of been plodding along very slowly kind of picking up steam my experience with vr so far is oh these markers draw in three dimensions <laughs> and that's pretty much it yeah to be honest that's when i was just starting out and i was enamored by that it's awesome adam loved it he was he was just in VR for probably a solid half hour with just the draw function <laughs> i remember he's like i can draw in three dimensional space this explains all the formulas I've been doing. It's a magical experience. It really is. Anyway. Like, there are like I'm not saying that that's like a bad thing. Like it was really fun to man, but it wasn't like that was that whole thing where you're supposed to pick but up the I'm banana not paying, and be in maze. You know, I'm not getting you know a laptop that you know could drive you know half of NASA's you know research division and you know paying Lord knows how much for a headset. <laughs> just to draw in three-dimensional space it's it's not it, it was cool but it wasn't that cool it's, it's a far uh, it's a far cry from sword art online yeah anyway all and, that aside and, and guys, i want to say i'm not expecting sword art online but i but like i like yeah like oh. i think there's a lot of potential in vr medium and i think we're just starting to see it get um, tapped, and I think part of it is this kind of, and the reason it's kind of been taking so long is we're in this kind of weird quasi state where there's not enough, um, there's not enough. The body of work for VR that really takes advantage of it is not large enough to like pull in a huge like dedicated audience, <clears throat> which means that that there's not as many VR consoles and headsets and stuff like that are in use and operation, which means that the market for, you know, VR games and tools and stuff is a lot smaller. And so companies are less likely to then make that. Are you getting the cyclical logic I'm setting up here? Make the VR experience. Like that's why it's taking so long. Like once it gets moving, it'll get moving. But like right now it's in, in this, this, you know, <laughs> you can't make it. Um, there aren't enough games, which means there aren't enough people with VR headsets, which means developers don't want to make games, but get the idea. Yep. So that, that's that's sort of like that. That's why it like it like sprang into existence and then it's sort of like just sitting there and like slowly bubbling away. But I see great potential in it. Like just I waiting for that potential to really come to fruition. Hey, you know it'd be really cool to yeah, really make the uh, podcast. <clears throat> no, to to make VR like to make VR skyrocket into being a big thing hmm. would be uh, if you can incorporate sports because everybody loves fucking sports. If you can make it where a VR headset would sit where like an uh, audience member would be, especially during like uh, what's going on now with the fucking virus. 
So use a 360 <clears throat> yeah, camera. Use a 360 and camera. Have a 3D camera. And you would like use the joystick oh. or something or however you want, or even like the the um. I assume the headset itself has some type of like um, gyro. Yes, some type of yeah, gyro. Yeah, it, it, it has a gyro to show where you're looking. Yep. So it would be something like that, and whatever way you would end up like turning in that, it would automatically turn the camera so that way you'd be able to watch it as well. Where so you they, could then they, get to experience being there at the game without having to be there. Plus, it would be cool too for people who like uh, handicapable people. Would be nice as well for them mm. to be able like go and experience different types of events or uh, activities that they're not normally able to experience. Yeah, that would yeah. be really neat. And like you oh, said, especially oh. in this current time. Yeah, the yep. only question I have about that being a thing, and I, I think that's a really cool idea, is um, bandwidth. Is it like how much, how beefy is that data stream for a, a VR headset? Because like, if you were really close to the event, like you would look and like your as you turn your head, it you would like remote. It would be like a remote control for a camera. Either that or thing. a 3D camera. But you couldn't do that if you wanted a bunch of people sh- sharing the same thing. You need like a full spectrum 3D camera. But like, then you have to send that essentially that entire image file. Well, it's not an image file; it's a video file. But you have to send the entire. You have to stream like a much larger than like a standard little, you know, seven seven twenty p or you know four even a four k square. You're like to get decent resolution you're gonna have to have like you're gonna, it's gonna be a huge amount of because you're sending a whole bunch of like streams at one like i, I don't know how much bandwidth yeah. that day it's a cool idea like i i like the idea a lot the only thing i could see stopping that would be like bandwidth and getting the right type of camera set up because if you had like a 3d camera that was just recording everything for a couple positions then yeah. you could um like people could be watching from home with their vr headset they could all share that same camera or or instead of like individual seats, maybe they would do like the the regular like sports cameras that mm-hmm. record the game and everything. So then you'd be able to like shift between the different cameras because those Cause are like, already broadcasting on TV yep. and stuff. And so then also like uh, during football games, they have the um, the drones flying above head. Imagine being able to like see that first person from that angle of the game and be able to just watch it from that. It'd be a whole different way to be able be able to experience that then. Like yeah, if you can get that market, uh, you probably have to pay some premium to get that feed. But I imagine many people would. Absolutely, they would sit at home to watch the games. You know, you can like jump to your different cameras as you're watching it, and then you can, and then you know when when they're doing the replays, you can be like jumping to different perspectives to see what's happening in the replay. All I can see is someone zooming into the drone and just smacking one of the fucking... Oh, well, your viewers at home players. wouldn't have control of the, the drone. No, they players. absolutely would not no. have control. They just get no, to look. They, they just, just get, get to, to see, see the, the different camera. feeds. Oh, it's like, the, the, that the, guy's the, about to get a touchdown. <laughs> Let me stop him now. The, problem, yeah. the, yeah, right? the, the other thing is that for, like, these major sporting events, piecing together what they're showing, like, on the screen at any time is, like, the job of a huge production crew. So it could be kind of interesting to make sure that, like, you have the right feeds, like... Like, would they curate what feed they were showing you all the time, or would you have the option to jump to a couple? Like, observing is actually, like, a pretty complicated process, especially in real time. For sure. Okay, well, all that said, it's good to have you guys here. Thank you for joining me for episode four of the Gaming uh, Corner podcast. There's a little bonus nugget for all our listeners. 
I do have one little bit of uh, info that I do want to share, though, before we actually jump into our topic. Uh, an interesting news story happened um, uh, in the last week, October 28th. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, when the new Xbox re- was released, you know what the Xbox Series X looks like, right? It's basically just a big yeah, cube. The, the mini fridge? The, fridge. the mini fridge. The mini, the mini fridge. fridge. So you are familiar with the fridge <laughs> meme. Like people, yes. fridge, yeah. people made, uh, for anybody not familiar, uh, people made memes of uh, like a picture of a kitchen showing the Xbox Series X where the fridge should be. And well... Apparently, Microsoft saw it. Oh, no. And they've embraced it. And, gentlemen, I want you to turn your attention to the chat. No. I am. Right now. Microsoft has actually developed an Xbox Series X fridge. (laughs) Huh. A functioning fridge. What purpose? Is it network-based? No, it's it's just a refrigerator. That's kind of lame. I want it to be networked. And here's the here's the funny part. Yes. It, it's the actual Xbox down below it. Yeah, it's actually scaled exactly correctly with the Xbox Series X, but the funnier part is it's exactly the same price as the Xbox Series X. It's five hundred dollars. <laughs> That's actually not bad. I'm not I'm not too upset about that. Me either. That's and awesome. for a custom fridge, I mean even given the size, and I don't know the precise dimensions, I assume it's a mini fridge, not a no, full it's a full-size size fridge. fridge. Oh, full-size fridge? $500? No, that's, that's Ooh, a good that's price. Good. That's really good. I was going to say, and, you can't get a mini fridge for less than 100 nowadays. And, and one more thing to note more. with this is that oh, no. The, no. the slogan for no. the Xbox Series X slash Series <sighs> X slash Series it- S, I mean. Um, the slogan is Power Your Dreams. Well, the um, there's a no. slogan that came out with this that said Power Your Memes. So... Xbox is very familiar with this meme culture. I, mean, I love it. Like, can you imagine? Oh, gosh. But yeah, no. But like, it, the funny thing is that it actually looks like, like, it looks nice. Like, I could see a lot of more modern kitchens where that would be like a real sleek looking thing. Oh, like, man. oh like, I love it so much. Obviously, it's not like some stainless steel brushed French door. Not know, for 500 bucks, too- no. You know, oh, you know, thousand God. dollar plus, you know, odes to food storage, but and I forget uh, what it does, but I think when cool. you open it, it makes like the Xbox uh, boot up noise. <laughs> <laughs> so there you Let go. Your like Fuel seriously game. though, like what gamers done it? Den is complete without that for their fridge. I know. I want it. Like when, like seriously, when like Sky and I like, do our like, kitchen renovation. Kitchen. That's you what I want. You probably want something a little less on the nose <laughs> in the kitchen, but your d- gamers den for your Mountain Dew storage. Like holy shit! Heck no! I want it in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clearly, you also want a divorce. Oh, oh no! Yikes! Shots fired. So then I would have the Xbox. Uh, I'd have the Xbox controller. I'd have the Xbox refrigerator, and still no Xbox system. <laughs> All for the low price of five hundred. The only Xbox in this house is the fridge. <laughs> so we like have that- an Xbox at home. The Xbox at home. 
<laughs> shows the fridge open like full of Mountain Dew or water bottles or something. Hey guys, if if this is what Xbox did, do you think PlayStation's gonna try to one up them with the Wi-Fi router? Yeah, I was gonna say that's what they need to do next. Although that could be legitimately confusing. Uh, Weird uh, surge in uh in Wi-Fi router purchases have been recorded over the last few weeks. <laughs> Customers are furious. <laughs> I thought it was suspicious that I was getting a Wi-Fi router for five hundred dollars. <laughs> Man, you can't even play games on, on this thing. It sucks. It's not even a good router. Oh. Such All right, awful, well, man. <laughs> that that fun subtopic aside, I I really oh. did just want to bring that up to you guys. I found it hilarious. Uh, I anyway, mean, it was all right. Yeah, we didn't laugh that hard. <laughs> so <laughs> with that, guys, let's finally jump into our topic for today. Chase suggested a topic for us. Our good friend Chase. Hello, Chase. Hi. Hi. I'm Chase. So Chase asks us a question for today's discussion. When do we 100% complete a video game? So I'm not exactly sure where to start with this, but there is a lot to completing a game these days. And frankly, Mm -hmm. I don't even know what it means to 100% complete a game these days. What do you guys think it means? Does it mean collecting everything in the game? Does it mean achievement hunting? I mean, the the real question you should ask here is, what does it mean for us to finish a game? Not complete a game, because 100% completing a game is 100% completing the game. Thank you for that but, A equals A statement. But, well, yeah. but, well, but for, I, I each, was... for each of us, finishing a game is different than completing it. Because for some games, it's like, we made it to the end, it was a good story, that is all. And then there's other games where it's like, I want to keep going, you know, is is there more? Well, the question, Dan, is when do we 100% complete a video game? Yeah. When do we strive to fully finish it? Yeah, what is yeah. it about Ooh. a video game that when you're playing it makes you think, I want to 100% complete this? I want to I go was... all full Gerard the Completionist on this. What makes you want to do that? What games do you want to do that for? There's a lot of questions to start off with here, or to ask here but what do we start out with how do we want to define this well do we want to start with from that angle or do we want to say like there are kind of some broad categories we can we can tuck games into that you know like certain games are not meant to be completed at all right let's start with that yeah so like like we're we're, we're i guess we're saying is this this question is kind of directed at I, I let's call them discrete games where like self-contained packages. Well, yeah, dis- discrete games as opposed to, to a continuous game, like something like League of Legends be a continuous game. You're going to keep playing it to it just, you know, it stretches from its you know beginning point to some, you know, it's some huge long string. You're just always playing it as opposed to like a discrete experience where we're looking at like. Um, you start the story, you play to the end, you play through, you get to the end of the story, and that is the game. Like reading a book would be a dis- like a discrete experience almost. Like, right. I, just just so we have some terminology to work with, like that. Like I, I think we to keep this from turning into an, another marathon, maybe we should uh, 
Oh, it's going to be a marathon. There's a lot to this one, but yeah, there is. But like, maybe we should we should limit the marathon to more discrete experiences. So it sounds like like games that can be completed to a certain extent. Right. So right off the bat, it sounds like we want to exclude the competitive multiplayer online games like League of Legends or Fortnite or Fall Guys or those games. Those games that don't have a definitive end to them. Those ones that. There really isn't 100% completing to it. You just keep playing I mean, and playing. You can do all the achievements. <clears throat> for the games that have achievements. Right. Like League of Legends, I don't think, has an achievement system, does it? Yeah, it does. used to. Did it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Henry, did you 100% complete League of Legends? Fuck no, I wasn't a high enough level to even look at the achievements. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. All right, well. Also, that- you, could, you could say ranked. Is an achievement system to be the best nah, of the fuck best. That. So we oh, want to exclude <laughs> most of those games then uh, that are focused on the competitive multiplayer, and that's pretty much it. Um, that still leaves us with a lot of games to cover. Oh yeah, there's a lot of games, and, and like in the category of discrete games, there's like a whole bunch of variation there. But I thought like we should open the discussion with like setting some boundaries and like absolutely laying out some basic terminology so that we all kind of on the same page here what we're talking about absolutely i totally agree we got to narrow so, it down as much as we can um j- just to you know make the conversation just to give context to the conversation so to your original question question when do we 100 percent a game when and why do we 100 percent 100 percent complete a video game lord alive um you got there I did. Proud of you, dude. Um, and what what about a game? Like, do, when when do we really want to in a game? Or, like, when is it, like, we just complete the storyline, that was good enough? And when is it, like, we want to keep playing, we want 100% complete it, we're getting sucked in. So, one more thing before we really dive deep into the discussion that I want to bring up is completing a video game. The Just the idea of completing a video game has changed a lot since... Uh, the early days of video games. Um, I don't think there was any completing to an Atari game, for example. Like, that's another type of game we can exclude is the arcade games. Damn. Um, but let's say starting with the NES, um, your completion uh, requirements for, say, The Legend of Zelda or Super Mario Bros. 3, uh, it, it's pretty... I mean, obviously it varies between those two games, but it's still pretty well-defined and pretty well-contained within just the game itself. You move on to, say... Go ahead, Adam. What's up? Oh, no. I was was Finish your point. Oh, okay. So, you move on, and eventually, I believe, in the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3 days is when achievements started to become a real big thing. And that could also be considered completion criteria. And you just keep moving on. We get to the DLC era. Do we include that? A lot of ground to cover. So I just wanted to bring that up. What's even funnier is... Oh, you first. Okay. I was going to say that actually brings up like a real... The way Jeff was talking about that brought... Like, um, there are a lot of games that we play, non-video games that we play. Think checkers, chess, card games, where... Like, there is, like, a discrete instance of a game might have, like, 
you play till someone wins or you, you play to a certain condition and then it's done. But you'll go back and play that game again. Like, it, it's a way to entertain yourself. Mm-hmm. And so it's – or interact with other people so that it's, um, you know, replayability as you were. Just, just, just to, you know, just made me think of that when we talk about video games, you bring in like a story element – where it's like you play it once, but do you want to play it again? Have you already like spoiled that you've seen the story once? Now you're you're good. So just that idea that that the idea of a discrete gaming experience that you would only do once or a couple of times is sort of is is more akin to like a book than it is to a to a video game or to a like a board game to like an old style game that was the the comparison i was that was the point i was gonna bring up so daniel you can what are you gonna say oh brain died oh okay i got it back now um jeff said the xbox series where achievement started but that's actually not the original inspiration hilariously the original inspiration goes back to jeffrey's era the good old arcade cabinets Back in those days, there used to be things called uh, badges in which if you held a high score and someone could verify it for you, you could actually get a patch, a patch that symbolized you could get it had to be sent from like the original company. But there were patches which would symbolize that you had reached a certain high score in a game. That's where one of that's actually where my inspiration. I want to do it sometime if my channel gets big enough to do um, a gamer jacket in which I iron on a patch for each achievement that I achieve in a game. That would actually be pretty neat. Yep, that was back in, I think, the Atari era is when that happened. I'm going to actually look a few up for you, and I'll just put it in the discussion chat while you guys are talking. Give me something to do. But yes, achievements started way back in time. Also, don't forget, Jeff, about contest winners. There used to be some contest where it said, hey, if you could beat this game in this period of time, you know, you'd get a thing. And that was also used as a marketing campaign was achievements. So, Okay, that, those are all interesting points. I haven't so, thought about those. Uh, Henry, any opening thoughts? Yes. Well, enlighten us. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on then, Jeff. Let's see here. <laughs> All right, so no, um, oh, go ahead. I don't know for hundred percenting a glam game. <laughs> um, now he's doing I, it too, Jeff. We're losing it. I'm stroking. I'm stroking out. <laughs> That's the allergies. Oh, um, I don't know. Usually collectibles are a big thing for hundred percenting kinds of games and stuff, as well as like uh, bonus objectives for the main story quests. Um, for in my mind, because like you could play through the main story of the game and just play through the story, but then there's all those like extra hours of gameplay put into it that the developers wanted you to go back through, I suppose, and collect and unlock extra shit for them and yourself to look at to uh, get more in-depth for the storyline of the game to get the full immersion, as it were. Um, Mm -hmm. But, I don't know. Nothing too crazy, but like you guys were saying, anything that's, like, endless, uh, it's kind of just meh. Like, fucking minecraft you'll you'll never 100 yeah. percent minecraft well i mean uh, if you look at the achievements yeah if you look at the achievements and you just want to uh, do all of them hit the marks for those 
then I guess you could technically hundred percent it, but like that that I, I guess that would be like the basis of it is like uh, what what the the game company and developers wanted you to fully do in the game, huh? <clears throat> because like achievements were always a nice thing added into it. Like here's a here's a challenge we thought of and specifically put into the game for you to try and complete. And if you hit that mark, here's a trophy or an achievement tag or some shit like that that would just pop up and be like, good job, you, you did what we thought you could do from the very start. Look at you go. Yeah, and those can be fun. Yeah. I, I do like the little achievements that they they give you to try and strive for, but we'll get more into, into depth about that, yeah? Yeah. Great. Any other opening thoughts you have, Hen? No. Okay, so, <laughs> no. so I think we should probably, you know, kind of categorize the different types of completion of a game uh, to get us started here. So, in my mind, uh, there, like I previously stated, there were kind of eras uh, and types of completions. Uh, the early era was more or less like, you know, say Super Mario Bros., for example, the on the NES your completion of that game would basically just be if you like just get to the end beat the game and then you have a second quest and you can beat it again but if you wanted to go real hardcore with it you could just beat every level um and that was it that that's kind of what i think of as the um first general type of completion uh the second major type uh i feel like came with the collectathon uh, your Mario 64s, your Spyro the Dragons, your Banjo-Kazooies, even Crash Bandicoot to an extent, that era kind of introduced the collect-a-thon kind of gameplay, where, like, you can get to the end without collecting everything, but, you know, there's tons of goodies to collect, and once you've collected them, 100% completion, whether there's a reward or not, depended on the game. And then you get to the Achievement Era, which, you know, now that I think about it, I think Spyro, the first Spyro games, kind of had an achievement system, right? Like, skill points or something like that? Uh, well... Like, Spyro no. 2 and first 3? One, no. The second... Second one had the secrets. It yeah. did have skill points, I believe. Skill, like, yeah. It had, like, secret skills. Yeah, the reason I'm thinking pull. of like the first Spyro is because they did bring skill points to the Reignited trilogy uh, version uh, of game one. Probably a better one would be um, like Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank. Clank. Mm -hmm. Ratchet yeah. and Clank's I a good one, too. I love how we both said it. Well, what's funny about that one actually shows you a progression of um, skills for replayability, which is really interesting because the first Ratchet and Clank, you had no idea what the skills were. Second one, you knew where the planet and you had the title of, no, you didn't have the title of the skill, but you knew there was a skill on a planet that you could achieve. The third one, they gave you the title of the skill, and they told you where the skill could be done, but there was no descriptor. Mm -hmm. So you had to do, like, hell's, hell and high water guesswork. And then you have um, the fourth one, Deadlock, which me and Adam would play a lot. Those skills were actually p integral part of the game. In which you had to get enough, I think, I think you had to get enough skills to unlock uh, certain challenges or go farther in the story. I can't remember 100%. Uh, I, think, I think you had to, no. 
you had to get stars to advance. But anyway, they would tell you how to do the skill, and you would actually get bonus cash for doing it. But doing the skills also rewarded you with other things. So it went from guesswork to try and figure out the achievements to literally do the achievement, get thing. <laughs> and I find that very interesting as the time progression through the games. So we've got there where it kind of starts encouraging you to do stuff outside of what you'd normally do in the main game. You're not just finishing the level. You're not just collecting the in-game collectibles. You're also doing these challenges that the developer gives you. Um, and that advanced into the PS3 and Xbox 360 era where it became like a system-wide, game-wide thing. It, it, like The systems right. had, for each game, uh, specific oh. challenges for it. And that also. Would, Go ahead. You have to remember, Jeff, another important thing they put during the Xbox and PlayStation era, they put value onto achievements. So certain Gamer achievements points were worth numbers. more than the other, correct. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you'd unlock cosmetics if you could get certain achievements. See, that's all kind of alien to me because I was on Nintendo platforms. They still oh, don't you, have those. You do remember Gamer Score, which yeah. is, yeah, that... That, that's that's what it was. You got points based on how difficult the achievement was, and so profiles would have certain amounts. There, Here's an interesting thing was, an Xbox playtester, I think it was an Xbox playtester, once upon a time would, would you know casually play games and test them out, but he got so many gamer points. He had about, oh shit, I can't even remember, it was like 300,000? Just an insane number. I want. I'm gonna look up like who has the most. What's the highest gamer score? Just cause. All right, Adam, you wanted two. to make a point. Yeah, uh, yeah, two. How'd you know? Hen, did you have something? No, that's uh, just two. I think I had two gamer points. <laughs> yeah. Jump <Jack> Same wavelength, <laughs> my dude. Same wavelength. Hell yeah, I was brother. gonna say like um. I Long think part of what these achievements are like stem from is that oh, when people shit. played the game some and i think this kind of harkens back to that older era where maybe this is you know super mario bros or whatever is like the only game you have for this system and it's the only one you're gonna have you know from this christmas till next christmas and it's legit the only game in the system so you're just going to keep playing it because it's what you got you know, it's either, yeah, you know, that type of scenario. And, like, when you're in that, that that's, like, nowadays we are spoiled for choice in gaming for the most part. Like, we have so many options. But, like, if you're in that scenario where you only have a few games and you, and you just keep going back and playing them again, maybe you want to do that because you enjoy them so much, you will come up with, like, trick things you can do or a little, little, oh, I can do this really, I can do this to make this whole thing faster. And, like, the whole idea of, like, no, a speed I do that run. Mario 64. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, like, and so, like, some achieve, like, achievements like that, like, it's like the type of thing, where, like, 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 like you be like your, to your friend, like, hey, come come over here. Let me show you. I can do this. Watch how fast I can do this level. Bing, bling, bing, bing. Or you know, can you get up to this platform without touching this platform or that platform? I could do some, you know, crazy maneuver off the back of a bird. You know, whatever. Um, and it's like that's that's like the sort of uh, the feeling I think that achievements are originally supposed to evoke. It's like you know, 
like show that you can do this thing that is um like well the heart you know the, the achievement it's like like that idea of finding like ways you can do things better you can problem solve or like do tricks in a game is something that people always do like think about like super mario 64 speed runs because jeff does them and watches people do them like how many hours people had to pour over this game to like find every little nitty gritty exploit and trick they could pull off and yeah do you know every- how long it took me to figure out how to do that backwards bomb thing through the uh through the yeah. chain chomp gate yeah long uh, your second that. try nope second try like maybe well, like, that's that's second right. week second try sounds right yeah his second week of trying, maybe. Um, no way. Nah. But uh, uh, I was expert. there. Let me tell you something. Um, but uh, that was the sort of... Um, but, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, people... Like, not all games get this in general, but people like to demonstrate their skill in, like, a game or something like this by sh- doing things that are difficult or... So, stuff like that and, and like so that's like where achievements come from this is just sort of the developer like sort of pointing out can you do this thing yep that seems uh that seems like a good explanation of the achievements but that's well, like the I, I next kind of level of completion for these games when they uh, introduce the achievements and it's like yeah i do want to point out that that's i think where achievements started yeah and i think now and i think in games today that's maybe like the handout achievements for like everything it feels like but the higher the level game. it does depend on the game but the higher level achievements the uh the like the cool extra stuff on top like the the is is i think you know in my you know achievements shouldn't just be real achievements shouldn't be ooh you completed the story well it's like yes the whole point was to complete the story i don't need an achievement for that like you know, but like doing this thing that is, I think sometimes the achievement, originally the achievements were something that was completely external to the game, i.e. the players were doing it for fun, in essence. And then they made it, you know, you add like little things for people that, you know, are completely extraneous to the game. And now they've slowly gotten like tied deeper into the game, if for many games. So just a like sort of a, like the evolution of achievements and, and is some is part of this discussion here but i uh yeah but those old style achievements especially i think they started out as things like "Ooh, look what i can do you know grab your little brother and show him that you know you can do this trick i can do this trick but you can't well ha 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 yeah so i'm with I'm with that i'm not not as evil brother ha 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 but it was definitely a show of skill to show a mastery in a video game. Because a lot of times, people would play video games and other people would watch and be like, well, cool, you can push buttons, but what does that prove? Because during that time, you got to remember, there's all these other skills like, wow, this person can make a glass. Wow, you know, this person um, uh, could build a car. And there was something to show for it, and the person could display skill. But I think achievements was just also to say, you know, or even to show a comparison because there wasn't an online uh, sort of high score system even back in those days. So people were like, well, I'm really good at this game, but had nothing to really compare their skill to or have a goal. Mm-hmm. 
unless the games were outright scored. Right, but even then, because remember, older systems, well, yeah, like an arcade cabinet, if, if that's what you're saying. Yeah, mm. think like original Donkey Kong or something. So They just have a score. So to wrap that around to the main point, like those are the three major categories of completion. Like the call, call it the three levels of completion that I would say are in the game industry as a whole. You've got finishing the game to start out with. That's your first level. The second level is completion in which you collect all the items in the game or all things of interest in the game. Say 120 stars in Mario 64 for an easy example. And your third level of completion, I would say, is Achievement Hunters. Would we say that we uh, we agree to that, or is there another level anyone else wants to bring up? <laughs> so, beginner, intermediate, speed, hardcore. Speed running with both hands behind your back and one eye blindfolded. There's your tier four. I have a story for you if tier you want four to say is that. <laughs> Well, if you want to talk about it, someone beat... The final boss of Punch Out, blindfolded. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I feel like that's an impressive feat, but it sounds more impressive than it actually is because the NES era, like especially with Punch Out, very predictable patterns those bosses had. And like again, it's an impressive feat, but you know, it, it might not be as impressive as you think it is. It, I mean, it took I think what months of training to get to that point. No, I'm and sure. And there were people, and then there were people that did it blindfolded without audio cues. So well, at that point, it's just a pure memorization exercise. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think an equally impressive feat to me is when someone beat the original Legend of Zelda game without picking up the sword. <laughs> like that, that's impressive that is to a me. Thing. That is yeah. a thing. That is a thing. Mm-hmm. It was done. All right. Anyway, so those are our three levels <laughs> of uh, completing a video a video game: finish, completion, and achievement hunter. So, I feel like I, in particular, never have been much of an achievement hunter. There was like a period of a couple months, maybe a year or two, when I was into achievement. But usually, for me, when I tried to complete a video game, I was pretty much satisfied with. Just getting all the collectibles. But again, that varied on the game and the system even. Uh, where do you guys think that you line up for the most part? I know that's kind of a broad sweeping question, but generally, where would you see yourself fitting? Henry in particular, I remember you used to be quite the achievement hunter. I, I am. 100%. <laughs> are you I still? I still am. You yeah, still are. it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> fucking play video games and it's just all of a sudden you like get through the main story and it's like congratulations you completed 20 out of 60 achievements you're just like what the fuck did i miss <laughs> or like in an achievement like in the achievement list one of the 50 achievements is one of the 50 achievements is collect 100 of the items oh my god that's so fucking obnoxious i hate that like <clears throat> assassin's creed the first one was pretty bad with uh because you you didn't have any way of like purchasing uh, a map or anything with like the locations of the items and stuff, oh, so you'd have right. to go like you'd have to look online that somebody made an interactive map with, and then they make a little tick box every time you collect the fucking collectible for there because there was like a hundred flags in each of the areas. And it was total mm-hmm. dog shit bullshit. 
Whereas, like, later on, they're like, you know what? Let's make this a little easier. And you could go to a bullshit shop and be like, all right, can I have all the collectibles in this area? Yeah. Like, in-game currency. Done. Sweet. Got it. Fucking don't have to worry about it anymore. And then you can just play the game and you're like, oh, I'm buy a couple collectibles. La-di-da-di-da. Fucking go at it that way. Yeah. <clears throat> Whereas with, like, Assassin's Creed 1, you didn't want to collect any of those things until you were going to collect all of them. Because otherwise on that map, you'd be like, all right. So theoretically, there should be one here, but I don't see it. Now, did I collect it, or is the game bugged and it's just not, like, spawning here like it should? With Ubisoft, there's a couple you never people know. You had to... Dude, right? And it was a couple, like, Templars you had to kill, too, that may, like, bug out or some weird shits. <clears throat> but, no, I'm, st- I'm still heavy uh, achievement hunter level fucking completionist. Sounds about right. What about you guys, Daniel, Adam? I already sent you my statistics. Uh, you you sent me uh, this picture here, the uh, picture with the three uh, patches or whatever. Uh, Activision, Activision, Activision. Oh, in the game chat. Well, what that is, if you read it, it shows you the score you had to achieve in the tank game. I don't even know. It says in the upper left of the picture. 60 tanks. Robot, tanks. robot tank. The robot game Robot Tank, tank yeah. by Activision. Eight, 48 tanks, you could get this literal patch and iron it on. 60 tanks, you get the Cross of Excellence. 72 tanks, you get the Star of Honor. Right. Where does that line you up in the major three categories we set forth, though? Finisher, well, Completer, or Achievement Hunter? I meant the picture of my Steam library that shows oh, the account right. of all yeah. my... Yeah, yeah, that, that one. Go ahead yeah. and describe that one. It's a screen cap it, of your Steam. Uh, it shows, it shows that I have earned four thousand one hundred and thirteen achievements. I have an average game completion rate, which means how far you know how many achievements per game average I do. And it's just thirty-one percent. I only have seven perfect games. Where I've gotten all achievements. Just to be clear, he's I talking have, about Killing Floor you, 2, by the way. No, 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 no. It, that, those are just my achievements I'm That's proud of. That's for all Steam. All Steam. Oh, I'm sorry. I've gotten 4,113 achievements. Seven games on of my, and if you look on the right, it shows you, I have 343 games. I've, mastered, I've perfected seven of their achievements. <laughs> so you've been an achievement hunter for those seven games. Yeah, some of them were kind of like, oh, you finished the storyline? Yeah, that was the achievement. <laughs> Good job, Phil. I think one of them was the Room VR. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty damn sure. In which that one, just complete the main storyline and it's done. Okay. I don't know I where right. exactly that would put you in the three categories, but yep. I'd say somewhere between Completionist and uh, Achievement Hunter. And honestly, I'm just... If I enjoy a game and I want to just dick around, I will look for the complexity and be like, okay, what 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 do I have to do to do this hardcore mode? Like, some of those games I would dedicate more time to, but did I actively seek to do all achievements? No! I play Killing Floor 2 for my stream. People have seen me. They look at me and I'm like, you're trying to get all the achievements? Yeah, you're freaking insane. Why? What's wrong with playing the hardest difficulty on 30 maps <laughs> just so you have reference i can probably do one map on the hardest difficulty 
once every three days. It's a chore. You have to have a really good team, really good coordination, and be on top of it. The second hardest difficulty down, I still don't have all the uh, achievements yet. It's a whoof. It's a whoof. And how many hours have you dumped into that game? 383 or something? Oh, I'll tell you how many achievements I've gotten down. Ready? Uh, I asked hours played. But I'll do a full representative. There is 280 achievements in Killing Floor 2. That is a lot. I've done 207 of them. So I've gotten 73% of it. It's a good number. Okay. Yeah. Real nice number. I have put in, oh my God, 631 hours. <laughs> okay. That's like twice what I thought. <laughs> All right. Well, worst part what? is that's not my most played game. Or did it beat my most? It did beat my most played game, Seven Days to Die, which is at 425. Rookie numbers, absolute rookie <laughs> numbers. And if we go back to my original PlayStation 2 profile for Final Fantasy 12, Adam can attest that that was over 1,000 hours. Still got your beat, bitch. Still, still a lot of hours. <laughs> Jeffrey's like yes. days, hours, weeks, months of your life. Yeah. Adam, yes, how many hours are you putting to Civ? Tell me. Tell me right now, damn. Actually, Total Civ? War. Not Civ. You're, you're Total War you keep playing. I just said Civ because it's the first thing that came to my Let's mind. Seder Kings? Which one was your most played? I forget. My most oh, played is Crusader Kings 2 Aha. at just under 1,200, to 1200 hours. <laughs> and then Europa Universalis, which is similar to CK2, is 800 hours. And then give me a couple of seconds to... Okay, Steve I would l- I would like to state, Jeffrey, that about twenty percent of those hours was him leaving the game on, so his computer didn't fritz out. <laughs> but still, even if we move to twenty percent, I mean that's still the <laughs> over eight hundred hours. Yeah, <laughs> maybe nine hundred. Me handedly. Um, just a sec here. There we go. Um. The Total Wars, I got some winners. I don't have numbers. Some of, my, some of the early Total War games I played a lot. I've got like 400 in Attila and almost 1,200 in Total War Room 2 again. Uh, Shogun 2, 5,600. Some of these numbers aren't total because I played some of them pre-Steam. But, uh, yeah, yeah that, that was... But, like, yeah, so, like, the games, when I'm really into them, I will dig in, and and those games don't, it's kind of hard to explain, like, in many of those games, I have very rarely completed a game in the sense that I've played it out to the end, because, well, A, there's a lot of achievements that you don't actually need to win, you just need to get a certain event to happen. And I do go after achievements in those games sometimes. So I'm really into them and I want to, like, you know, do something in them. But, um, yeah, like, actually complete. Yeah, you get the idea. So, yes, I, I don't know. For certain games, I will get real deep into the weeds, but I'm not really an achievement hunter normally. Once in a while, I'll be in the mood and I'll hunt some achievements in, in one of these games that I really like. But it's never because, like, I want to hunt achievements. It's because... I want to play more of this game and I need some structure, sure. some goal to work towards in it. Sure. So I'm not just flailing around. 
Well, I think that's good. Uh, like, we've basically categorized to what extent we are generally looking for completion, but wait, obviously... Jeff. Go ahead, Jeff. Oh. Let me... Big, big, big dick flex. Guess guess what my most played game is? Warframe? Warframe. How many hours do you oh, think I have in it? Oh, gosh. Uh, 1,500. Man, you guys are all so close. It's actually over 1,400 hours. Man, I was close. Man, oh, I'm good at guessing. God. Uh, I also have 87 of the achievements caught, uh, completed for that game. 87? 87%? 87% out of 193. Gosh, dude. That's many. I'm going to say, though, <laughs> my killing for two achievements? Because <laughs> I have 200 of those. <laughs> the closest I can hope to measure up to those I'm achievement levels is a couple platinum trophies in my PlayStation 4 profile. <laughs> I haven't, oh, yeah, I haven't <laughs> played Warframe in a year, and the playtime for it is almost beating Killing Floor 2 at 650 for me. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. I mean, Warframe is one of those games where it's very easy to lose hours. Yeah. To be honest, though, it's a great... I wouldn't say it's a great grind game, because its grinding is out of control. But it is a great game if you'd want to just go, hey, I'm just going to kill some time. I have a basic yeah. like, goal. So I, I just brought up my yeah my most played is Crusader Kings 2. It is just a touch under 1,200. And then Rome 2 is right under that. Then Europa Rosales. Then Factorio at almost 600 hours. Star Made at 500. Attila at 400. Grim Dawn at 300. And then a smattering of others in the 200 range. Of Quite smattering. There's like Funward. five or six in there. I'm not going to read them all out. All right. Well, that all being said, gentlemen, I, I think it's good that we've categorized so, ourselves into the uh, categories of completion. Yeah, essentially, <clears throat> when I'm into a game, planting the flags, the calling the troops, going in for the long long haul. Keep going, Big Jeff. Dick Didn't Larry, here Sorry. he comes. Now, clearly, we don't strive to uh, complete in the sense that we've just described every game we play what makes the difference when do we decide to try and dig our heels in and do 100% of everything that well either we complete the game or we achievement hunt the game when when do we feel the need to do that um so so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give my answer just real quick um there are generally two or three factors that you know keep me interested and make me try to 100% complete a game it's am I being rewarded for my efforts here and am I still having fun those are my basic metrics of uh, that determine whether or not I'm going to 100% complete a game and obviously that's that's very dependent on the games that I'm playing um, say Mario 64 for example I'm not being rewarded basically at all for 100 or for 100% completing that game. The big um reward there is you get Yoshi on top of the castle and he gives you unlimited lives and you get a fancy new triple jump. Um to be which, honest though, that's uh that is a good enough reward for you, Jeff. I mean, I love seeing Yoshi, but I <laughs> Shut up, Han. What do Dude, you that's know? Shit. 
What the fuck are you going to do with those 99 lives now that you fucking finished the game? Exactly. Go and so, commit suicide in front of Bowser a lot. For all intents and... Give him psychological trauma that you'll never survive. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, Holy like, shit. for all intents and purposes, there is not much of a reward for 100% completing that game. But that is my favorite game of all time, and I have endless amount of fun just getting everything in it like that makes me want to 100 percent complete it uh, there are other games that absolutely reward you smashing. for your uh, absolutely smashing um there are other games that really do reward your 100 percent completion uh games like the the legend of zelda franchise or the metroid franchise where completing things makes you stronger you get uh, better equipment, more missile expansions, more health, more arrow expansions, etc. So there's rewards for that, and that drives me to try and 100% complete it as well. And another example that I like to think of when it comes to 100% completing a game, the games that make me want to 100% it, are a few of the Yoshi games. Yoshi's Island, if you if you get enough, if you get a high enough score in the eight levels... Uh, of a world, a ninth level opens up that provides you way more challenge than any of the other levels do. And that Ooh. reward makes me want to go like, oh, I got to get everything in the level so I can have a super fun challenge. Yoshi's Woolly World did this too. So that's another thing that makes me want to 100% complete a game. But I, I digress. I've talked enough. What do you guys think? Who wants to start? I'm gonna hide over here. They'll never find me, boys. What about you, Henry and Adam? <laughs> well, what is it that makes I, you wanna I, complete a game? I was gonna say it's interesting. I've noted Sorry. before that I, I read a lot, and <laughs> if you get me sucked into a story in a book, like. I will sit up till 6 a.m. in bed reading to, to, like, I will not want to put this thing down for love nor money type deal. Like, I will be sucked into the story yeah, and I well. want to finish it. He and school I, I want to see how the story ends. And so, like, <laughs> I don't often consume video games that follow in this format, but once in a while, I will. Rare while. And I'll get pulled in. I'll be like, I'm going to finish this because I want to see the end of the story. Like I, like I get pulled into the story, mm -hmm. which can happen. But most of the games I play don't have stories quite so specifically. And uh, as long as I'm having like fun with the game, like I am enjoying the mental exercise the game presents to me. That's not too. I don't know how. That's not too complicated. But like, as long as I'm enjoying the game, in essence, as long as I'm having fun doing it, I'll like. It, it's sometimes with achievement huntings and things like that. It's like you get into this game and it's this experience, and you're with these player. You you're you're playing these characters, but you you're you don't want it to end. Like you're you're caught in it's like like when your favorite series on TV finally ends and you're really kind of sad because it's ended, even if it ends on ends on a happy note, you're like now there's no more of this this series it's it's over, 
and you know you and this you know you're you're sad it's and so sometimes that like because you enjoyed the story so much you're like well i don't want this to end so i'm going to start going after achievement hunting you're going to stay in this world as it were sometimes that can really um pull pull you in for me it's mostly if, if i'm like enjoying this game or like enjoying if i'm enjoying like a playthrough i'll just keep grinding in the playthrough but if i'm enjoying the game too sometimes i'll go after achievements like well i'm i'm this playthrough is getting really bogged down and and like i'm starting to like lose steam on it well let's switch and do a fresh playthrough going after some little achievement to like as a little palate cleanser before i get back to the like the a quest. marathon <laughs> Okay. What about you, Henry? What makes you want to get all the achievements in the game? Nothing. Well, there's got to be something that's driving you for that. <laughs> it, it might not the come from the game itself. A thousand <laughs> no, um, I don't. Typically, whenever I want to like hundred percent a game, I enjoy the the gameplay mechanics, story, shit like that, because it's actually enjoyable. And it's like, all right, what all, what else? Because, like, once when you complete the story, it's like, <clears throat> like Adam said, once when you finish, the, like, the main the main story or, like, a plot or a show or something, then it's over and then you're just like, oh, well, now what do I do? What do I have to do? And it's like, well, the developers wanted you to be able to try out all these different extra things in the game that they put in for you to be able to experience and enjoy. Um, <clears throat> but, so like, sometimes it's like, if the story's like, I'm super in-depth for it, fuck everything else. I'm going to just beeline through this story because I want to know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the most recent time was uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 when that came out last year. Mm, yes. Makes sense. Or earlier this... No, it was last year. No, yeah. Henry yeah. had to get out his, his pin board with his, in his red and blue string and figure out what the hell was happening there. Yeah, that well, dude, it's been like... 2019. The it's story. like 10 years, dude. Oh also, gosh. Adam, you have to remember, between the first game and the second game, there was what, Henry? Four games? One describing what happened to Sora. One describing what happened to Roxas. One describing the interaction between the two. Um. One describing what happened after the first game that led to the, the first part of the second game in which Sora wakes up from the judo mech pod and goes, oh, what I mean, am if, I doing if here? You want, if you want me to list <laughs> off all the titles and everything, I can do that. I think we like, need a whole podcast podcast for that <laughs> realistically <laughs> yeah. Much, yeah but my, there's like my, there's there's like one two chain of memories um yeah. birth by sleep that was in between over one two and days two. yep also uh, in between one recoded dream also drop in between distance, one but two three. also between one and there's two. the mobile game yeah also between one and fucking two. mind you this, I, I, this so, there's, so there's so there's nine games that i can think of right now okay i want to the most recent release is kingdom hearts three <laughs> I, wa- I, I, wa- I do want to point out that with Kingdom Hearts, what they always say is, yes, you want to know what, what what happens with the story, but I feel like that one, like, <laughs> they made Kingdom Hearts 1, and no one told the story writers that this was going to be a series. This was like, because they didn't call it Kingdom Hearts 1, they called it Kingdom Hearts. And it was yeah. like this thing, Why? and it was this really fun Why game. Would... And like then yeah, they're Final like, Fantasy and then one. Disney turns around that the giant, you know, money fueled Titan that is Disney <laughs> turns around and is like, feed me more. And so they're like, 
we have to pad out the story, guys. And they're like, time, time for the time people start losing memory, like forget their memories. We need an alternate dimension and, you know, a, you know, time loop going back and forth. Yeah, we, we gotta, we gotta break out the good old plot devices here to, to, to oh, try and like, take a story oh. that was relatively self-contained and then like and like make it into a running series and so it got very uh, uh i wouldn't it got say very complicated not that the story wasn't uh, wasn't you know quite good at parts it, it just just that like you there's that wrap your mind around it the, you know, you know, sometimes yeah. like series yeah. that go on for like a lot of seasons, like get towards their last season and they're like, and the writers are just, you could just tell the writers, they just don't have anything else. Like they're like, like they have had these characters doing things for so long that they're just running out of material for them to do. Like it's like the classic soap opera thing. This is where you start killing people off and introducing long lost brothers that, you know, you thought were dead. You like, you gotta, you gotta shake it up and get some more material in here because you're, you're running out of like oh my God, like when you, you stretch the poor story for longer than it was intended to stretch but uh, that's that's Kingdom Hearts that's about Kingdom Hearts that whole thing but I, I agree with Henry I really enjoy Kingdom Hearts so like you enjoy I watching on, me. I knock on the writers a little me. bit because sometimes it gets it gets like excuse me for a second while I get out my uh enormous my enormous portfolio. like you know court my murder board with like all portfolio. the strings and pictures and like it's something like happens that that... i'm trying to explain to you something yeah no it's like something happens in game like they mention a name like this person needs help or something pause you turn and like the whole wall behind you is taken up by a cork board with like the pictures pinned in and the little so, strings uh, connecting them all and you're like uh, and then you pull up like a, you have like a little b ring binder at the bottom you open it up you find the name go to quadrant two three and like oh yeah that person's related to this uh, ah okay okay then you turn unpause the game and get back to what's happening like <laughs> levels of not that the story was bad it was complicated convoluted even oh that's yeah. what i thought star so star no. bomb does everyone remember star bomb yep does everyone not remember this the, the, so the, the story of kingdom hearts or the story of metal yeah. gear solid yeah yeah yeah. it's, it's metal gear solid Hell at, yeah. <laughs> at the end of metal gear solid hey guys goes, i'm sore from kingdom hearts, <laughs> hearts. no <laughs> just smacks him Shout out to Starbomb. Oh, uh, but no, but, like, um, but yeah, to go back to I said, go back to Henry. He was he had a really good quick point little he was fun making. thing. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, the first one. Uh, Disney didn't want originally they wanted Mickey Mouse to be the main character of the game, uh, but Disney <laughs> said no because they thought that they thought the game was going to be a flop. So that's why they ended up making Sora's colors uh, very similar to the Mickey Mouse original outfits. And why Disney only wanted Mickey to be in there for a very short amount of time, which is only at the very end of the game, uh, like mm -hmm. his physical character. But a uh, cool thing that they did is like originally when the games came out for like PS2, there weren't any trophy system or, or achievement system or anything like that. So when you complete the main story, you basically would like go and do the collectibles and stuff. And it's just like, OK, whatever. This is just me wind 100 percent in that sense. Whereas when they re-released them with, like, the HD packs and everything, they had, like, a trophy system, achievement system added into it. So that way it became more of a, an achievement 100% instead of just, like, a collectible 100%. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. sense. Hmm. 100% so it added a little bit, a, a little bit more of like, yeah, it added a little bit more like, okay, so what what things did they did they put in that they want me to do? Where when they also did the HDs, they also added more content than they did with the original American release of the game for like the PS2 platform. Oh, good. So, Throw in some so basically it was like DLC in added into it, which is really nice. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you're like super ensconced into that series, that can definitely be seen as a plus. For me, like it just makes it harder for me to want to get into the series. I mean, it's I mean, not that it. bad. Once once you start the roller coaster, you just have to embrace it, Jeff. L- l- Don't l- get me... into it unless you are ready. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry so, about so that straight jacket. To, it's okay. To, to, <laughs> to, to go with that whole thing, there's um uh so I am not afraid when it comes to reading, I am not afraid of long series. Like sign me up, sit me not down, a, buckle me in, I'll keep my hands and feet inside the ride. Let's go. Um and then there's me, who's definitely well, yes, afraid. Let, yeah, let's partially that's allergic. Whole discussion. But but the point <laughs> is, like, I have this this one series where, uh, like, I have one series that is just so 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 long. It's like thirteen, fourteen books, and these are huge, six hundred plus page monsters. These are I'm hardback, so it's like a tower. It's like it's like three foot tall tower of books, and I have. Last year, about a year ago, it took me a month. I reread the whole series from beginning to end. Gosh. I love this series. A month. It's off Armageddon Reef by by the Armageddon Reef series by David Weber. But besides Adam besides Red, the point. But at 10, the sa- same pages. time, I have another series that month. I've been reading for not as long as that one, where I started at like book six. Like there were six books. I read them. They were good. And I just finished reading book twenty a couple I weeks ago. They were good. And I look back at that series and I'm like like, and I thought, do I want to read this whole series again? Thought back, I'm like, hell no. Like, that, like, and I, so I can understand your perspective there, where sometimes, like, like, if you start at the beginning and they, like, give it to you in little installments and you're invested, like, you don't notice quite how complex it's getting because you're, you're in the weeds, as it were. Like, you're already, like, tracking all these things. But then, like, someone new coming into the series, like, looks at the three foot tower of books and is like, uh, like that's where I'm at. Except with Kingdom Hearts, throw in the fact that Kingdom Hearts One isn't the beginning of the timeline. Like, yeah, no, you've is got sequels, you've got sequels, Wait, you've there's got. A, is there a prequel to Kingdom Hearts? 1? Yeah, Birth by Sleep. Yeah. Well, don't really? forget the mobile games. I that need to play it. Yeah, Birth by Sleep happens before one. Oh, that's and the cool. mobile games also happen way before the first ones took place. Yes, uh, Union Cross. See, that's what yep. I'm talking about. <laughs> I now, didn't know now, that. To, I did to, not know to, that. To, to go back onto like the original topic before I forget my train of thought. Yes, mm-hmm. get back to the original uh, topic. We went for, way off the rails here. For 100% achieving, it depends on what the achievements are sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's some stupid bullshit, I'm going to be discouraged for wanting to do them. Because some games have it where they have like different difficulty settings and you have to complete the game on that difficulty. And sometimes, like for older games, they have it where if you complete it at, a, at like the hardest difficulty, it doesn't count for any of the other ones. So it's literally oh, you yeah. just replay oh. through the same story, just easier and easier and easier to get it. And it's just like, this is stupid. I don't understand why this works this way. I can't think of any specific remember, examples. Remember but... Ratchet and Clank? 
Is that a specific, yeah? Maybe. Is that an example? Well, when you go back through, they give you the multiplier, the bold oh, multiplier. Oh yeah, it makes it easier get, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, but then, like the first time through, you go through and you try not to get hit because you want your multiplier as high as possible. But your third time through or your fourth time through, it's just like, <laughs> why am I here? <laughs> we all know why you're there. Or um, achievements where you got to like play perfectly or uh, oh. have a chance of missing like a, a once a like, like a once in a, a, a storyline opportunity to hit this uh, moments like I did that talk again. to so and so at at this like every chance you can yep. oh. talk to so and so or get the side quest from so and so and complete it before you complete the main storyline you're just like fuck I missed it now I got to go all the way back to the beginning I, this is bullshit I have one for you so oh, no. in um EU four oh. there are a couple of achievements that you get for getting specific historical events to trigger or and uh, yeah and certain specific and there are some some events that can trigger you get achievements for there are some events that aren't actually historical but can trigger anyway that Mm -hmm. can happen but like you can't force them to happen you can only make them more likely and some of them are time window locked so like you have like these conditions must be present and then you cross your fingers, and if you have all these conditions present, it's the year is between date A and B, so it's in like this 10 or 20 year period, and these conditions are present, you might get this event to trigger. It might happen. But like, you can't just force it to happen. So sometimes you're, and you have to do it in Iron Man mode, which means no save so you can't just go back to the beginning of the 10 year period just keep playing it until the random event happens like you're doing the exact same thing every time you're just crossing your fingers and hope that it happens and you you, and like if it's now if it's like the first 10 years of the game you're like oh that's not too bad i can just restart a new game but in iron man when you can't have saves unless you cheat and make and like and like make saves that aren't like don't actually save in the game you copy files and do shady stuff behind the screens to like create fakes to like so you're cheating yeah so unless you cheat it can it's like you end up having to go (laughs) back like it's like we want this event to happen (laughs) here but like to set it up to happen you're gonna have to start 50 years ago and so oh those are the most frustrating achievements where it's like I've done everything in my power to make this happen, but I just RNGesus just pooped on me today. Like yeah, th- those, uh, those types of achievements can those be kinds so of achievements are kind of what keep me from being an achievement hunter. Like some of the examples I'm thinking of are specifically Hollow Knight and or in the Blind Forest. Uh, both of those games have a hardcore mode. One of them is oh. for Hollow for Hollow Knight. It's a Steel Soul mode. And I think for Steel uh, Soul, that's Steel a good Soul name. mode. Yeah, that's, I, actually a, that's good a name. great name. Uh, but it's I don't want to do it because <laughs> I can spend forty hours in that game, and if I die once, it's over. And that game is pretty hard. Can, I mean, can confirm, pretty tough game. Yeah, mm-hmm. very fun Ori's, game though. Oh, I Ori's love the brutal. game to death, but I can't do the Steel Soul mode. I just can't. And um, Ori in the Blind Forest is pretty much the same thing. Uh, I don't remember what the name was for that one. But I think, like, the pinnacle example of that kind of mode I hate is Minecraft's hardcore mode. Mm. Oh. Yeah, Jeff. 
murderer. At one point, I like I remember we were trying to record uh, a hardcore series of Minecraft, and we just determined, no, this isn't worth it because one of us dies, it's all over. And like that's kind of the point of the series, but we determined this is stupid. Um, but those are the sorts of achievements that keep me from really... Well, one of the sorts of achievements that keep me from being an achievement hunter. Like, no, I, I said that about you for Understand It is still, like, my third most played game of all uh, in Steam. So, like, I still love the game. There are just one or two achievements that are just really obnoxious. And having said that, I have got them. Not necessarily. I think got cheating. most of the ones that, that there's no... So, one, I will admit there was one that I cheated on because... Take it away. You heard it here, Steam. Take his achievement I, away. I had to fucking reload. I basically pulled a save. Like, I copied the save file and then put it back in to the folder to essentially reload an old save because I was not going to spend like i had spent like two days getting everything set up to go after this achievement and it just did not trigger for me during the time frame i was just like gosh dang it it was Uh, achievements that require rng or another slog like i don't mind if it's like you know like a relatively narrow like try and trigger and you just kind of like speed through oh it triggered okay yeah okay we're going like if i don't have to do it too many times but if it's like, I just wasted two days of my life setting up for this and it didn't trigger and it's just like, game. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, so uh, that's uh, that's usually the requirements for me wanting to uh, achievement complete games is uh, how bullshit are the achievements 90% of the time. And the other 10% <laughs> is I just really like the game, so fuck it, I'll do whatever. For sure. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, I think it's your turn. How do you know that? I don't know. I'm the host. I get to decide. Oh, shit. (laughs) He's pulling rank on us, boys. Pulling rank, man. Everybody get your gun out. Viva (laughs) la revolution! (laughs) (laughs) Not over Discord, you ain't. All right, Dan. Over Discord. What what makes you want to 100% complete a game to the extent that you do? I have my headset now. I can be up there by the end of the episode to crack you over the head. Yeah, solid point. You won't be able to find me, though. <laughs> I guarantee I can find you, Daniel. I have no to shit. listen for the hum of the enormous ass tower. Excuse me, my hmm? tower's amazing. So. It, it's subpar. Oh. You're, you're right, though. I think my laptop has just as good as specs. Again. Not to Daniel's right, tower. Doesn't it? I thought it was... Whatever, this is off topic. Dan. We're getting way off topic. Daniel, go. Jeff's just insulting me. You're a bitch. <laughs> oh, well. Wait, wait. Are we generalized audiences or 18 plus? Wait. I I mean, whatever you want, dude. I don't care. I mean, I, I care. This is a podcast. Why do you 100% complete games, Dan? Here's the thing. You say, why do I want to 100% complete uh, a game? Most of the time, the game will naturally have an incentive involved in it. For example, uh, Killing Floor 2, a lot of these achievements are just, hey, can you actually beat this map at a higher difficulty? All right, let me, let me give it a shot. I do it, and, you know, I sort of have this, like, claim to fame 
where I can go, you know, A, you know, be nice to me. I can, I've played all these maps. You can check my profile. And it, some of these achievements give me, like, decent street cred among the, the PvE community. Because what's hilarious is I can actually say it's right here next to me. I did the Storm King challenge of Fortnite. Adam understands how fucking tedious that challenge was. To anyone else that goes, what the hell is that achievement? The Storm King challenge, you had to beat the third area of the game because they just came out with the storyline of it, and they were so happy about their PvE. (laughs) I miss those days. And they wanted people to, you know, go and try to beat the Storm King. (laughs) Jesus Christ, I still hate this. So... I had to, I shit you not, before the year was over, I had to beat the third chapter. How hard is this? Oh, I could get into a full podcast. I gotta control myself. So I basically put in about 300 hours in two weeks on Fortnite to just, I finished that achievement two days before you couldn't achieve it anymore and they gave you a pin to symbolize that you did it but oh my god i was so burnt out after that because that 300 hours after two weeks that's insane just to fucking do it it was christmas vacation i had nothing better to do with my life and I was like, you know what? Breaks chair. That would I'm mean that in those two weeks, you had a grand total of 36 hours that you weren't playing the game. Yep, that's 21 and a half hours a day. Okay, maybe yeah. I did 200 hours. I was going to say. So. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait, I was, wait a I was like checking the math wait on that a, a couple like it's a little late, so I'm like, ah, let me just double check that math there for I, I that, say that something. Goes back to Daniels. That goes back to Daniels. I wake up, I eat breakfast, I play 548 hours of Fortnite, I go to sleep. <laughs> I swear though, that's how this generation is. They just play Fortnite and then they Oh no, they play Fortnite and they and then they think of elaborate schemes to steal their mom's credit card, as we've discussed in another video. <laughs> the last one, in fact. Yeah. Check it out. It's on our um, podcast okay. stream. Okay. Let, let's, so, let's get this. Why yeah, do I achievement stream usually is for benefit or the, the achievements in general that I'm kind of proud of are the ones that simply state, hey, you beat the game. Congratulations. And some of those I'm like, wow, you know, I'm really happy about this. Other achievements where I have to go out of my way, I, I I have gone towards them if I, like, Henry, I enjoy the hell out of the game, and I want to get a little more extra playtime out of it. But one of the games I also have a lot of, um, I put 340 hours into it, holy shit, is uh, Risk of Rain 2. I actually streamed this one on my uh, channel I, a little while. You had some funny but, clips from that, that series. I enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I should go back into it because I have... 32 achievements not done for it yet. In fact, I haven't actually beat Risk of Rain 2. I haven't actually beat the game. But Can I've gotten... You? Yes, they just came out with the ending. Which the oh. ending, you have to beat the King of Oblivion, which is miserable as hell. How, 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 you basically have to beat a boss on the hardest difficulty of the game. And since you can't loop to get infinite items, once you get to the final boss, 
you don't get any more items. So you're stuck with this tiny pool of, we might have enough. We might die. I can't even beat the boss on the easiest difficulty. Just, <clears throat> just to give people reference. Because, yes, I am a noob. <laughs> but that game, every time you complete an achievement... Uh, in Actually, this was before they had Steam achievements, like, officially. But in the game, every time you beat an achievement, it would unlock an item. So you got more and more things to play with the more achievements you did. Kind of like Binding of Isaac, where every time you did an achievement, you got a, a thingy for it. Actually, that's a good question. How many achievements did I get in Binding of Isaac Rebirth? <laughs> oh, hey, Jeff, I got 130 achievements in Binding of Isaac. Out of how many? 403. Uh, um, Every achievement is an item in Binding of Isaac. You want to know why people play Binding of Isaac? That's why. Because once you get deep into that game... That's a lot of achievements. But mind you, <laughs> every achievement is an item in Binding of Isaac. Nah, except I think that, like man. 10 of them. So that's like 390 different ways your game will get augmented in a run. So like a pass on that. One thing that kind of sucks though is I hate when games get updated that aren't completed and you're like 100% them or even DLC yes! and they toss it in and yes, then also I do like, want to talk yes! about this Henry. Oh okay. man. So, okay. It feels like like you're moving the goalposts, Sanya. Yeah, I have <laughs> one specific example of this that I want to talk about and I don't think enough. any of you guys have played this one, but it was Horizon oh, Zero no. Dawn. No. Not with you. I already entirely... feel burned uh, for buying that game when it first came out. I, okay, quick aside. That game... <laughs> quick aside! We got him on a tangent, boys. Yeah. Quick Let's aside. Go! That game was a $60 game when it first came out. I bought it through Amazon pre-ordered. For 3, and that was when they were doing their 20% discount for pre-orders. So oh. I got it for $48. And I thought, all right, got it. Great. One year later, it is a PlayStation Select... $20. And it came out with DLC. Guess what that $20 version of the game has? The DLC. The DLC. Ooh. So I I have the base game. I spent $48 on it. I do not have the DLC. And this Black Friday, you can buy you the complete edition of Horizon Zero Dawn with the Frozen Wilds DLC for $10. That's how much Yo. the DLC costs. Value. That is how much the DLC costs. <laughs> Henry, if you haven't uh, you haven't played that game yet and you don't have it. I have I, not. I don't own it. I highly recommend you purchase that game this Black Friday. See, like, I wouldn't mind getting it for my PS4, but fucking, I, if there's one thing I hate about the PS4, I don't know how the Xbox One is, but even if you don't have a digital copy of the game, it still installs it on your fucking console. The Xbox Ooh. One does and that I, too don't have fucking hard drive space. I have to delete other games to play new games. It's so stupid. Best by selling a 14 terabyte external hard drive. No! First of all, <laughs> fuck external hard drives for being used for other th for anything other than just like uh, data backup. Storage. Yeah, bulk storage. Yeah. It, it, like, if you're using it as an actual hard drive, fuck you. you. That's not what those things are for. They're not made for that. That's ridiculous. I, no. I, like, I might move... Um, I have a hard drive, a small one, where, like, um, I have different series of of movies and stuff, 
and I'll like I'll like I'm watching this one and then I'll put it back on the hard drive and then take out another one from the hard drive. See, that's fair. That's reasonable, but you're not constantly using No, you don't play out of the hard drive. You need to say to port if you want to play out of it. Mm -hmm. Um but Jeff, they actually did they they released uh Horizon Zero Dawn on uh Steam. Yes they did. So I should It's still uh, sixty bucks though. That's fair, but eventually it's going to go on sale for either the winter or summer sales, and it'll probably be down to like twenty bucks. Yeah, or and you might want to wait till then anyway, because I heard that game isn't one hundred percent optimized. No, that's fine. I I'm in no rush because even if I was, I probably would have already bought it for PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, or I could wait, and more than likely, Epic Games at some point will end up getting it on there for either free or something else, because you have like the two free games every single week with them. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and the that's collection keeps going. Actually, that reminds me, I need to grab another free game. <laughs> but anyway, but, back to the point that you brought up, actually. When you get all the achievements in a game, I, I was going somewhere with this. That um, <laughs> that game, I 100% completed it. I got the Platinum Trophy for Horizon Zero Dawn. And I go there, I go to my trophies list, I've got the Platinum Trophy for it. I've got 70% of the achievements because the DLC came out. Is that frustrating for you guys? Like, have you ever had I that mean, happen? I don't think for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I go for. I want hundred percent completion. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't normally take games up to a hundred percent. Um, most of my games that would take so much time to do. Um, I've gotten close on some of them. But anyway, I'm wow, my tangenting. But uh You talk about books one more goddamn time, boy. <laughs> nope, not books. I was just gonna say my Welcome games. To the yeah, book that's, corner podcast. that's happened to me, but because I'm not at a hundred percent, I I don't uh it doesn't seem to affect me. But I can see how that would really grate on your O C D. Oh, it does. I there are multiple games that this happened for me on the PS4. Uh let's see. I think Shantae, Half Genie Hero. Um, I got like 93% of the achievements, 96% of the achievements. I didn't quite platinum trophy it, but now if I want to platinum trophy it, I'm still only going to have like 70% of the achievements because the DLC came out. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I just mentioned that 70% with the platinum trophy. Crash Bandicoot, kind of. Um, like it came out with that uh, ultra hard uh, level. Uh, yeah. What other games have I 100% completed? Gravity Rush remastered on the PS4. That that didn't have any additional DLC, so I do have 100% on that one. Ratchet and Clank I have 100% on. But those games that you 100% it, and then the update or the or the DLC comes out, it's like you still have your platinum trophy, but not 100% completion. Oh, I've got I got a winner for you. Um, for this one. Oh, don't one. forget about. Oh, so okay. In- Crusader Kings 2, to get achievements, you have to be playing in Iron Man mode, like I said before. Um, and there are certain restrictions on what you can play for Iron Man mode. But um, they did this huge – there's a huge update to the game. It came out with DLC, but it overhauled the entire game for everyone, did a bunch of improvements and everything. And one of these things is they added a – mechanic called vassal limit and basically it just means that you can't have 
like a bunch of little vassals that are easy to control. You have to have a bunch, you can only have a few vassals. So if you get a really big, you have to have a big vassals that if they rebel or like an entire kingdom rebelling, so it becomes a huge issue, which makes the game much, much harder to build a huge empire. There is an achievement for restoring the old borders of the Roman Empire at like refounding the Roman Empire and then restoring its old borders. So if you did it pre that update, it wasn't that bad. You could essentially just take the territory and rule it with counts or dukes and it was absolutely fine. Like there was very little penalty for having like a thousand vassals and you control the territory. After it, it became almost impossible to do because like, like, okay, Northern Europe, you are now one vassal. Please do not rebel. <laughs> like, you see, what I'm, like, like literally, like, if you had the achievement, you were golden. They did add some new ones, too, but, like, they, but, like, if you hadn't got that achievement, or God forbid, we're in the middle of working towards that achievement when that, that update came out, like, all of a sudden, it became way harder. <laughs> like, they changed the game, and it made certain achievements much, much harder to get. Sure. So that was, that's an interesting point there. It's not that there are more achievements, it's that you better have had them beforehand. Oh, you I think are. Shovel Knight did this once too. Oh. Um, uh, like I 100% completed Shovel Knight and got all the achievements on my 3DS, but I couldn't do it on my PS4 because they changed it a little bit. It was, you have to beat the game within an hour and a half without dying. Um, oh. But like you could, uh, on the 3DS, you could do it by quitting out of the game and not saving it right before you or right after you die and then reload it you could still get it that way but the ps4 is like <laughs> we record exactly when you die we save it there you can't cheat it like that so yeah that's I, how you it, know it's it, legit yeah yeah and, and maybe i did it i don't remember dirty bunch of cheaters but yeah generally oh, please henry you're like a game exploit handbook on legs Henry, didn't you, you once? Any of this. Henry, didn't you once get <laughs> like banned or like reported by someone who thought you were cheating because your gamer score was so high? Oh my god, that was so funny! Oh, yeah, oh. Did. <clears throat> so two things. Uh, to, first, to answer your question, uh, yes, somebody did report <laughs> me in, from a multiplayer game because he said it was hacking my account because my gamer score was too high on the Xbox 360 <laughs> account. Hilarious! I laughed my ass off on that one. So funny. And t- and two. I fucking hate multiplayer game achievements. Yes. That shit is awful. Yes. Oh, if hey, your achievement you is dependent on your teammate not jacking off in the corner. <laughs> it's it's not even that. It's it's a risk because if you come late to the party for that game, you are very likely to never get that achievement. Because if you like if I were to hop on like I think Assassin's Creed Revelations or some shit had multiplayer right now on like the three sixty, I'm pretty sure that game's dead and trying to be able to complete those achievements would oh, be nearly yeah. impossible. I had that that's for, the thing. I had it, that it is that. a limited time window of being able to complete that game then. You have I had to that like, exact okay. same thing for the Hi, Metroid good Prime. old friends, old buddy, your old pal. Here's a copy of Assassin's Creed Revelations. Sit down, help me get this fucking achievement. I had that yeah. same exact problem for Metroid Prime Trilogy Collection. I have it on my Wii U, but the multiplayer was already dead when that game hit the Wii U, and the Wii U does not any longer support online play, I don't think. So, you can't get that achievement now. 
those achievements. That's oh, that's such a pain. All right. Um. Yeah. But those those achievements, those darned achievements. I think that's most of the reason why I'm not uh, an achievement hunter. Like I, I don't that's enjoy fair. those. Him down achievements. But wrapping it all around back to the main point, when do we 100% complete a video game? Um, we've we've covered this topic pretty well in depth, but let's let's put a nice bow on it. Um, for nice. each for each of you How guys, nice. which which games would you say are your favorite to 100% complete? Like specific games, game series, whatever oh. you want. Or even complete genres. Like, which genres would you say lend themselves uh, to? Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Um, I, I was started to talk, and then Jeff's like, I, there's more! I'm like, oh, <laughs> but shit. wait, there's more. <laughs> Quiet! Because I was about to say, if anyone's watched my, uh, on this podcast, has watched my stream, I do a lot, quite a bit of Killing Floor 2 and The Long Dark. Which both of them, if you've read their achievements, are just like, are you freaking insane? I'm like, yes. That's the whole point of this stream. Because the achievements are like Killing Floor 2. It, there's an achievement for every single map, every single game mode, and beat it on the highest possible difficulty. There's an achievement for how far leveled every single one of your classes are. Not if you prestige them. If you prestige them, no one cares. But the base classes, the ones that are the hardest to level up, because once you prestige, you get a 50% XP bonus. But <laughs> the original OGs, you have to level all of them to max, and you get an achievement for every five-level increment up to level 25. And I would state this. In my 600? Was it the 600-hour game? Uh, Double-checking. Yeah, 630 hours. I... <laughs> I don't have all my classes to 25. Hell, I don't have all the classes to level uh, 20. I think one of the classes is level 10. No, two of the classes are level 10 because I downright hate them. And the rest are like almost there. I think I've got like four out of seven classes are actually maxed. So it gives the achievements do give me a long time goal. And those are the ones I enjoy and strive to go towards. Uh, the Long Dark is another one. I'm really proud of the achievements because there's an achievement which every... How do I describe this? Every minute is a second. Every minute is an hour. So the time system in that game, a 24-hour period, is about 24 minutes, I'm going to say. That's, I think, a good rough estimate. Seven days to die, whatever someone sets it. Usually they set hour days. So, like, for 45 minutes, it's daytime. For 15 minutes, it's zombies trying to chew off biggest parts. But in the long dark... Is it in my MVP folder? It's not. I need to put it in there. So I don't have to scroll through all these games. Actually, I have a search bar. Long. There it is. The long dark. Not Lobotomy Corporation. Thank you. In the long dark... I have an achievement here that's called Ready for When the SHTF, which Adam knows that acronym. To get that achievement, survive 50 days in a single survival mode game. 50. And in the long dark, 
there are achievements for, and I shit you not, a hundred and five hundred days. Ah. Also, here's Wait, a fun how long is that in real time? Well, each each minute, each minute's a second. Each <laughs> seconds. You mean each, each second is a minute? Each minute is an hour. Hour. Yep. So each twenty-four hour minutes. Is a day. Wait, no, hang on. No, an hour would no, be no, no, no. 24. Yeah. 24 minutes is a day. Yeah, 24 minutes would be an, a day, so roughly that, that's a, that's three... That's a good rough estimate. Roughly... So um, 24 times 500? 500. I'm pretty sure the day is... 12,000 minutes, right? Minutes. Which and is, so then we divide isn't that, like that by two, 60... Isn't that 200 hours? 200 hours. In How could you do that? <laughs> Mind you, part, divide part, that by twenty-four, and that's eight point three, eight and a third days <laughs> of just straight playing that game. How? Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, that's one level. I mean, you could save and come back to it, but mind you, in this game, resources are not renewable. If you go fishing and your hook breaks. Go and find some more metal somewhere to make another hook to go back to your fishing spot. Oh, I scared a predator away with this flare. Okay, I have to go find another flare to protect myself or I'm shit out of luck. Oh, I'm injured? Let me use this band-aid. Okay, let me go find or make another band-aid because I used it. Mm. And you have to survive! 500 days on limited resources, essentially. That sounds crazy to me. I, I would never... I've done 50. I've done 50. And I'll tell you one thing. I got to 50 because on day 40, I slept for 10 days in that game to speed it along because I was losing my mind. And so what did the developers do? Oh, you can't do stupid shit like that. We added a new effect. Cabin fever. I hate you, Dove. What's Cabin Fever do? Oh, if you're inside for a multitude of days indoors, well, we're just going to apply a debuff that doubles the consumption of all resources. <laughs> that I mean, help? that doesn't make much realistic sense. Uh, like, being a hermit, I can kind of attest to that. I'm pretty sure there's another effect, but I'm actually going to look. How long is a day? Just to make sure, because it might not be 24 minutes. But then again, okay, I... we're, we're, we're getting a little off the rails here. So... Right, right, right. But those are the games which their their achievements. I enjoy playing the game, and the achievements are a motivator for where to go in the game. And sort of what to try, where, and new facets and new ideas. So some, some achievements are more of record-keeping. To, sh to display how well I, I have played the game and how well I've done. And others are to motivate me to strive further in the game. Just like the early um, patch system that Activision had. Alright, I'd like to pass the mic over to either Henry or Adam. I don't know where to... I'm just going to throw the mic in the air and someone grabs it. So why don't you restate the original question that we got somewhat The original drifting. question is, uh, what games do you see as lending themselves best to completion for you? Huh. So while while you're pondering, Adam, Henry, do you have an answer? Uh, I'd like I, to buy a vowel, please. 
<laughs> so is that a, you want me to answer and have you think about it for a minute? No, I, I got it. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I definitely like the uh, Crash Trilogy and the Spiral Trilogy. Those are two really good uh, achievement completionist ones. Because um, the first Crash game is probably the hardest of the three. I remember uh, playing that one opinion. with you. <laughs> at least in my opinion, I think that's definitely the hardest. And then like two and three like make it a little bit easier, so it's easier to uh, get the hundred percent. Whereas Spyro does like the opposite in a sense, where the first one's probably the easiest in my opinion. Then two and three kind of ramp it up a bit more uh, since they add new characters and different powers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so those ones are fun uh, for at least like my version of achievement completion. And then there's also like. Um, Bioshock is probably my other one. Like I was the entire say franchise. That. I was just thinking that. The whole franchise. The story's awesome. The collectibles are very easy to do. And it's it's just a matter of, of spending the time in the game. Uh, and you can like... I'm, I don't think you could get 100% on one playthrough just because of, I think, the difficulty thing again might be one of those types of achievements. But like, besides that, everything else in that game, you could pretty much like 100% the game like full playthrough if you literally look and do everything in it so it's it's good story you're gonna enjoy it as long as you're into like the creepy weird kind of shit but uh achievement wise it's it's definitely doable also Mm -hmm. any others i know you're like your grindy games i do um monster hunter so a cool ah no i hate the achievements in that one that one's just (laughs) miserable that's that's very RNG dependent on the uh, maximum king queen sizes oh, for all the creatures, as well as yeah. the smaller collectible bullshit creatures. So I forgot fuck that. that was a thing. What about Diablo? Yeah. Diablo. <sighs> Diablo doesn't have achievements. You could, but it's not one that I would probably pick. Uh, one I would pick would be like uh, Near Automata. Ooh. Because the story's good, gameplay's really fun, and it it ran it. I ran into the issue of these rare enemies that only spawn once in the game and once when you kill them you have to collect their parts and there's a glitch where it may not drop the part in order to form weapons but the redeeming quality is at the very end you could talk to someone spend the in-game currency talking to someone and they'll unlock the achievement for you nice so if it fucks you that way at least it gives you the opportunity to get that 100% completion then man I want to play that game I still haven't gotten around to trying it it's so good you like anime (laughs) you like mecha women oh uh (laughs) Jeff did you see um let me look at my wish list real quick uh there's they're doing a HD remake uh for one of the games in the franchise for that what near autonomous uh, near replicant. So, how far uh, back does that franchise go? Uh, I think like maybe two or three games, but they're not called like near or anything like that. I think they're other games that are in that universe. So, kind of like it's a like, Tales kind of situation, like Tales of Vesperia yeah. or Tales of whatever. You use it. Kind of, I suppose. Tales of Berserkia. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You'd have to look more Ugh. into like the story and the lore and everything, but it's interesting. But Near Replicant is a game that's supposed to come out next year that is made by the same uh, company and everything. So 
that that's another one that's going to be coming up that's just like it. And from it looks like it looks like it's supposed to be like an HD remake of like a previous game of the franchise. And that's exciting. I I I saw you play that game once, and it looked like so much fun. Oh, it's so good. The the combat's fluent. The story's really good. And there's nothing in it that makes it, like, disgustingly hard. Even the boss fights are, like, epic. Because normally you rage about some boss fights. But, like, that one was just like, these are all good. These are all fun. These are all enjoyable kinds of things. And the soundtrack just makes it even more epic to enjoy. It's just Mm -hmm. good. Great Mm -hmm. game. Nice. Um, Nice. Uh... Let me look at my completed list because I have a separate. Tab well, can I can I jump in one yeah, while you yeah, peruse? Go ahead. I was gonna say, actually, Factorio is one where I am very close to getting all of the achievements in it. Um, I may never get. There is no spoon. Um, that requires me to beat the game in eight hours. There is no spoon. I have a silverware drawer that would beg to differ. Well, it, it's you <laughs> literally beat the game. It's beat the game in eight hours. Oh gosh. It's like I love eight hours, and that—that that is the type. That I is the game where like run. my normal playthroughs take like fifty hours or a hundred like hours for me to win. I like you have to eight. like, you're gonna have to like uh, set the game to a pretty damn kitty kitty difficulty. Not because because you're gonna have to go fast. Like it's like if this is not winning me the game, then you can just chuck it. Just like sit there throwing things out the back, trying to lose weight, like, trying to figure out what you can cut from your normal plans to like race to an eight hour finish. I'm like, like I literally had to look up how long it takes to craft the parts involved because I'm like, it can't possibly be eight hours. You see, people have done it. I'm like, <laughs> the 15 hour achievement I thought was like, oh my gosh, maybe it's doable, but that seems really, really hard. And then I saw that there's another one. There is no spoon for eight hours. I'm like, enough for spoon. Like, I was like, that was insane. But, so I might never 100% it. I don't know, maybe I have someday, if I was feeling real insane, I'd take a crack at that. Um, so, uh... But, uh, it, it was, uh... It was, uh... That's the type of game where I would, like, grind for the 100% completion on it. Nice. Okay, so, uh... Can I, can I interject something? Sure. Go right go ahead. ahead. Because... So that 500, the long dark achievement, I just did a quick recap because I was like, wait, no, I feel like the, the, you know, the game lasts longer. At least the days are feel longer. It's actually a dilation of 15, not 60. Wait, 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 hang on. So what? Adam, Adam, tell me you understand what I just said. So one minute is fifteen minutes. So you're game. saying it would actually take four times as long? Yes. It would take like twenty five days of like real time to get a five hundred day run. That's disgusting. <laughs> and twenty five cheap- and uh, third days. Yeah, twenty five and third days. That's and- nuts. And yeah, your math is hours. exactly right, Adam. So there's achievements here. Mm-hmm. If your you math think is that- exactly right. Yep. If you think that achievement's bad, listen to the the minor achievements. Ready? Keep a campfire burning for three days straight. <laughs> three in-game days? Three in-game days! How many resources does that take? Well, you, burning a log, which is probably the, the best resource in the game, will give you an hour in-game. Uh, nice. Jeff, think Australia. 
That's that's the level of resources you need. That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like take Australia, just scoop it up into a big pile, lay it on fire. Yeah, and, no, no, and no, never they're, mind they're, they're the forest fact fires. The no, they're, they're still on fire. fire. Yeah, and, and, and so never good. mind the fact that like there will be enemies and stuff to try and stop you from keeping the fire lit. Y'all, there's an achievement. Hold on, let's see if I can find it. So or did, did I, I do it? It sounds like you like to try for those impossible achievements. I did the achievement. I can't believe I did it back in 2015. Well. Beneath a starry sky, survive three consecutive nights outside. I'm so, so cold. Speaking of, of <laughs> hard much. achievements, it's not Too impossible, much. but there is um one in Factorio called It's Raining Lead or something like that. And it's yep. complete it's the gate. It's complete the game without building any laser turrets. And let me tell you something. Like, I think you'd have to almost combine that with one of the speed runs because Lord alive, the games I've been playing admittedly have the enemy difficulty turned way up. Like like I can't even like fathom the quantity of bullets it would it would take to like get through that one. Like, I was literally like, now this half of the factory is for, like, winning the game and, like, playing the normal game. And this half of the factory and all the resources feeding into it are to make bullets. <laughs> oh, you uh, know, a couple hundred of them. A couple what? A couple hundred of them. Oh, no, 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 Dino. A couple of million of them would be much more along the lines of the factorio. <laughs> a couple, a couple of hundred a second, maybe. You know what I love about Steam? This is going to sound crazy, but you can actually click on global achievements and it'll show you the percentage of people that, that have that have achievement. Some, yeah. That have that achievement. The Log Dark, literally surviving one day in single um, survival mode game. Survive one day. That achievement, only 50% of people have it that have the game. Only <laughs> oh, 50% of people have played the damn game. All right, I want to bring it back to Henry. Uh, you were looking through your completion tab. Six percent of people. Uh, that that I was good, sir. Um, <clears throat> probably the only other three worth mentioning would be Murdered Soul Suspect, Psychonauts, and Tie the Tasmanian Tiger. Oh, hmm. I nice. love that game. Like, uh, <clears throat> pretty much all three of those are ones. hard linear stories, and then. A collect-a-thon. Have you ever played oh, that one, Jeff? I I had been eyeballing it on the Switch for a while, but no, I never got around to it. You really should. That's a good one. I would I would do that one. I would stream that one with you if we were still co-streaming stuff. That might be fun sometime. I, I, I would stream that with you. But yeah, all three of those, just linear storyline, and then collect shit as you go uh, for all three of them. Mm -hmm. So very, very much the same, but honestly, all three of them, really good story. Uh, if I had to pick i probably would put psychonauts as my favorite out of the three though mm -hmm. uh, especially for gameplay wise so you did love that game i also love the story in that game it's got such good depth when you enter someone's mind 
the, the just the amount of depth that's it's there. just a unique it's a unique concept that hasn't mm-hmm. been replicated among like with anything else or even come close to it either yeah the first and it's a, game it, it was like a it was like a sleeper ps2 title too for the longest time that nobody even really has heard of and it's like really i mm-hmm. played a demo disc of this game loved the piss out of it wish i could have played it when it was originally on ps2 and it's like oh it came out for steam fucking grab me a copy of that shit same i actually bought the game on steam and played it because you liked it so much and it was on sale and oh my gosh i think i remember playing it in a game store once long time ago that's why it stuck with me because i had a really good concept blockbuster i think it might be maybe just about (laughs) probably it's like an old-fashioned blocky buster and i started playing and the thing i loved about it is you entered people's minds and the intricacies like in each mind it was just Oh, like the whole world is shaped depending on how the person thought, what they did, what was going on. And also, and also, Henry, you must be aware of the milkman. Dude, always be aware. Of the always be aware of the milkman. Shit's okay, are, are, the milkman. We, are we done with our little stroll down memory lane? He must yeah, deliver uh, the milk. But those are all the games that I've completed on uh, my Steam list, at least. For, like, Xbox 360, I've got, like, a shit ton of others that I can't look up anymore because I'd have to fire that fucking relic up. <laughs> Shovel some coal in the back, you know. And- <laughs> Ooh, basically. That bad boy's going to be chugging, too. He ain't going to be happy about waking up after all these years. Oh, man, you can do the sacred dance. You probably have that link to your Microsoft account, right? Probably somewhere, but then I'd have to look it up and everything. Yeah, yeah no, not worth it. But like, but uh, but like, all all anyone needs to know is that someone reported Henry because they thought he was hacking because that's how high his gamer score was. Yep, that was so that funny. pretty much says all you need to know that, about Henry's dedication I, to games. I completely forgot about that story. That was one of the best stories that ever came. Oh my god, I about laughed my ass off when I heard I'm reporting you because you're so fucking good at games. Also, I found it. I just forgot to mention. The highest gamer score. The highest. Apparently it's from a man named Stallion. Yes, Stallion. His gamer store is... He made it past a million. So I have no concept of how high that is. Getting one, achi- one getting getting the hardest achievement done in a game gives you a hundred. Oh my gosh! Um, so, so on average, Jeff, completing a game for Xbox 360 was about I think a thousand gamer score. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a thousand games. <laughs> a thousand yeah. games aced. And um, that's keep in mind, there's also completed. Yeah, well, not necessarily, but. Uh, there's also the arcade games, which I think were a hundred gamer score for hundred percent completion as well that they had. <clears throat> so like Banjo Kazooie, when it was released for 360, was an arcade game that had a hundred percent. Hundred percent would give you a hundred, hundred gamer score. Hmm. Yeah, ten so, of those counted as one game so you paid for. That's that ideally is. it was a thousand games, one hundred percent completed, but but with those smaller titles. Yeah. If it was just all the smaller titles, that would be, what, 10,000? 10,000 Banjo-Kazooies. So somewhere <laughs> so, so somewhere between 1,000 and 10,000 games. That's ridiculous. Mind you, Jeff, 100%. When you say, when you yeah, say exactly. Ten, Jeff, when you say 10,000 Banjo-Kazooies, you only, got one, you only got one recording of it on your account, like getting the achievement done. 
You can't just fire no, 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 it up, I, do I, it I again. No, I don't mean but, like one, yeah. like so playing 10, Banjo Kazooie 10,000 Banjo times. Banjo Kazooie and otherwise games. I would do it. Yeah, I, I'm basically he saying 10,000 Banjo Kazooie equivalents. Dude, if you could yeah. repeat achievements, Henry would be like, yo, look at my times 12 beat, beat Banjo Kazooie in less than 30 minutes. <laughs> Can you imagine what it would be for me for Mario 64? Oh my be pretty goodness. Poggers. I'd That'd probably cool. hit the million just with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I And I didn't get to say uh, yet which games for me are the ones that I uh, think lean towards 100% completion for me. So for genres, it's 2D platformers and 3D collectathons generally are the ones that I tried 100% complete. I mentioned earlier, I am not an achievement hunter. At one point, I tried to be, but in general... I get 100% of the items in the game. That's good for me. And the games that I think lend themselves the best to that are the 2D Mario games and the 3D Mario games. I thought uh, you were going to say Legend of Zelda. In particular, Mario 64 and the new Super Mario Bros. series just as a general rule. And the Yoshi games, particularly Yoshi's Island and Yoshi's Woolly World, those are a joy to 100% complete for me. And Mega Man X 1 and 2, those ones are a lot of fun to 100% complete. I love those. Um, But yeah, just generally games like that. And most of the Zelda games I try to 100% complete as well. But those are the games that I really try to 100% complete because it's either very fun to do all the challenges and or, or it's beneficial to do so. Like, getting all the heart containers and heart pieces in The Legend of Zelda and all the upgrades makes you stronger in the game. But one thing that ties all those together is that, especially nowadays, the games that I try to 100% complete might be hard to do, but it doesn't take that much time. Like, the Mega Man X games, you can 100% one of those in, like, two or three hours, if you know where everything is. Um... Or if you're playing it for the first time, maybe like 15 or 20 hours to like without a guide. But that's kind of my jam. Like that 20 hour mark is like my sweet spot. And those are the games that really lend themselves best to that for me, I think. Hmm. Or like indie games like Celeste. Um, I, I got all the strawberries in that game. Not all the golden strawberries, though. <laughs> I got like two or three of the golden strawberries. I got all the melons too and Yoshi's. <laughs> I, I I can get all thirty melons and quite a few Yoshi story courses. Oh my gosh. Hey, my name is Jeff. I'm actually making a very, very difficult to make fruit salad in the digital world. <laughs> here's all the melons. I hope you here's like the, melons, guys. Here here's the melons, here's the strawberries. Oh, shoot, we need to get the legendary lemons over in Mario. Hold on. <laughs> Where's the twin cherries? We need twin cherries. That's in Mario 3D World, my friend. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, there just... you go. There's the games I like to 100% complete. Mm. I'm just laughing about the fact that your greatest achievements are fruit-oriented. <laughs> he likes he likes Pac-Man. Pac-Man is his role model in oh, life. Oh, 
Oh yeah, he does like Pac, Mrs. Pac-Man. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, I should mention as well, by the way, like game those games in particular and games like them. Uh, I 100% completed Ukulele. I 100% complete the Donkey Kong Country games. Just that genre of games. That's the one I like to 100% complete. And achievements are not factored in there for the most part. Fair enough. So yeah. That's that's pretty much that. Anybody have any any thoughts that you want to wrap up with? Closing statements. Well, to everyone that has watched this podcast, you get an achievement for finishing this podcast. So congratulations to our viewers. Yes, congratulations. Yes, you get an achievement for you listening get to the achievement. Gamer points just for listening to this whole podcast. Yeah, congratulations. It's, it's worth it. It's worth. It. You just got to talk to Microsoft. See if you can find a person named Karen. And <laughs> the gaming corner, what now? <laughs> the gaming corner achievement uh, podcast. He's, yes, just go up to Karen and say, "Hey, I want to redeem my uh, my Xbox gamer points. Can we make this happen?" This video here says it only has eighteen views. That is just because you your glasses. Only so many people. Are a little foggy. Only so many people have the guts to one hundred percent complete a podcast of ours. <laughs> I don't think that's a good thing, Jeff. Oh no! <laughs> you know what? No, that could be either a good or a bad thing. Speaking of which, Jeff, that reminds me of the time that Chase watched our videos like twenty times. He's like, "Yeah, oh no, no it wasn't twenty. Oh no, it was a hundred. It was a hundred times." So but he kept skipping it. So. What what Daniel is referring to is when we oh uploaded our very first episode of Super Mario 64 when we first started this channel. Uh, on YouTube, I should clarify. Our YouTube channel. We started our first episode of Mario 64. We uploaded it. And like the next two days, um, after the first two days, uh, Chase uh, messages me and says, Dude, you guys already have 100 views. I'm like, really? No way. He's like, yeah. I... Refresh the page 100 times. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> so, average audience retention now. rate for that video was like two <laughs> seconds. <laughs> and for a 15 minute episode. <laughs> it's like, honestly, I think that's our longest for every video. Uh, yeah, three second retention rate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you ever, hey guys do you ever think that someone um, tried to cheat the algorithm so they made like no. one minute one second videos that no, were essentially impossible click wh- wh- why is that impossible I'm being completely sarcastic of course somebody's done that <laughs> oh no but now YouTube uh, now YouTube uh, values watch time not audience retention now, do they value watchdogs? But do they value us? Who does value watchdogs? Apparently, the new Legion game looks good. Apparently, it didn't sell well. I just saw it on the uh, Xbox, uh, the Epic Store, when I went and grabbed the free game. Which might I add? Adam, the free game this month is Dungeon 3, the dungeon building game. You know, your favorite. Anyway, I feel like we have gotten off on a couple too many tangents. Who, anybody else have any closing thoughts for this completion topic? Um, drink some Mountain Dew, get your Doritos, and good luck on your achievements, and have a wonderful day. All right, Adam, Henry. 
Mm. Not really. Don't play a game too much and hate it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, completion is a tough category to kind of define, and it varies based on the game and like the uh, the era of games you're playing them in. But really, completion it, it's a very malleable term, I think. And really, for you, it's what you define it to be. For me, it's like you know, getting all the items in game. And not paying any mind to the achievements, but for say Gerard the Completionist, um, he has to get every single achievement to 100% complete a game. It's crazy as he does that once every week or two. Um, but it's, for some people, it can just be I finished the game. It it really does just come down to a matter of preference. I mean, for some people, it can be ah, I'm done with this for now. I've got my fulfillment out of it. I'm done. <laughs> I felt like that for like a couple of the games that I've played recently, like um, particularly the games I've played on stream the last few uh, weeks or months, Uh, Paper Mario, the Origami King, Diddy Kong, uh, Diddy Kong's Conquest, Donkey Kong Country 2 and Luigi's Mansion 3. I finished all those games and I thought I, I might come back to them and then I didn't. So there's that. Love those games. Love all of them. But oh. Didn't didn't come back and complete them, and that's okay. Oh. I still feel like I got my enjoyment out of them. <laughs> that's I, okay. It's all I wanted. <laughs> but I guess that's kind of the point. Like I, this completion I, thing, kind of hard to define. Really depends on the person. <clears throat> what do you think, Adam? Um. Yeah, I think it's really each person has their own, uh, like. Marker where they'll be like, yeah, I'm only going to play to this point if it gets to a certain amount of stress or required folly roll and fiddle dee I will uh, pack it up. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. uh, I think that covers the topic well, though. So, we don't have any viewer questions this week, do we? Not this week, but. Okay. If anybody has any uh, questions, comments, anything that they want to ask us for the next uh, podcast, feel free to put them in the comments or our Discord server. We'd love to answer your questions, guys. So, you know, let us know your thoughts. But, guys, I think that pretty much wraps up uh, episode four of the Gaming Corner podcast. Daniel, you have live streams, and you mentioned them a couple of times this podcast. Where can these lovely people find you at? On the internet. Nice. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash DanceWarrior777. <laughs> <laughs> Get fucked. Oof. Oh, I felt that right in the butt. Ooh. I don't know if I want to know what that means, but describe your streams for the lovely viewers. Why should they watch you, Dan? Why should they watch me? I don't know why. <laughs> it's their choice in the end of the day. <laughs> That's a great elevator pitch. <laughs> hey, if you don't like it, don't like me. <laughs> Dan does uh, the the uh, night shift for live streaming. Uh, mm-hmm. He plays games like the Dreamscaper, uh, Killing Dreamscaper. Floor 2, two. Uh, 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 Risk of Rain 2. Wow, uh, someone remembers all my streams. The Long Dark. 
Oh uh, my god, Jeff! That's all of them. It, there's, there's more, I think, but yeah. No, honestly, those have been the main three. That, that you game so, where you uh, got the ending where you became dog food. Yes, that was a uh, House of Horror. So House of one horror. of my viewers, one of my viewers recommended I go back to it, but I told him I don't want to because each DLC is literally one story. But yeah, the dog food one in which if the apocalypse happens and you're at the shop, the dog reaches over, grabs you, and then pulls you into the shop and turns you into dog food. And I remember the screenshot at the end of that was like an eyeball <laughs> sitting next to a dog yes. bag. Dog bag, and all you hear from me is, what? Yeah! <laughs> yeah. As I yeah. realize the cute little puppy dog shopkeeper <laughs> just committed manslaughter. <laughs> So there you go. Those are the games that Daniel Ooh. plays over on Dance Warriors 777. If yeah. you want to <laughs> tune into those, give him a follow. Yeah, give me a follow if you enjoy watching me suffer in interesting ways. <laughs> yep. And myself, I have a YouTube channel. It's The Yoshi Fanatic. Search The Yoshi Fanatic on YouTube. Uh, I live stream once a week, typically Saturdays, starting around 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Play a lot of Nintendo games, and this week I'm starting The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap. Happy Zelda Month, everyone. Oh, I love Legend of Zelda. That's actually and, one of my favorite games. And uh, I'm also working on a new video coming up. Uh, I've got a lot of work to do left on it, but it's answering the question, is Yoshi's Woolly World really better than Yoshi's Crafted World? It's going to be mean, a good time, so... If any of that sounds uh, sounds good to you guys, feel free to go over and subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's the Yoshi Fanatic. Uh, Adam Henry, do you have any uh, anywhere that you want to direct the fans? I was gonna say. Hell no. Oh. <laughs> no, I th I think I'm good too, Jeff. So. Uh, okay, and guess we're one more. Signing out till next time. One more thing before we go, though. Um, yep. We we still haven't gotten around to. Uh, uploading the audio only podcasts but when we do it's going to be the gaming corner podcasts on itunes spotify google podcasts wherever else you guys think we should upload our podcast but we're gonna yeah. holy cow the whole world's gonna know i'm on a podcast heck yeah oh. dude that's the goal but guys that's, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode thank you very much for tuning in we'll catch you next time on the gaming corner podcast so guys i'm scared Help me. <laughs>